Today at Radio Verlum, we're once again speaking to one of our local MPs, but this one is a special on an issue that has been discussed a lot recently in the area and work has been done to improve it. Sometimes we like to use the phrase politics in action here at Radio Verlum. We like to see things getting done. And in this interview, Bim Afalami is talking about what has been done for road safety in the Harpenden and Hitchin area. Bim, this is one of actually your core uh, values in the area. You campaigned on this, you've raised this in the House of Commons. And actually, do you believe that there has been good progress made since your call for help from the Prime Minister in July this year? Um, there has been progress, but not enough, if I'm really honest. So I'd love to sit here and say, everything's done, I fixed it all, uh, but I haven't. Uh, and it's it's really a work in progress, but we have taken some steps forward. And really why I'm appearing on this to talk to you about it, why I'm talking about it with local residents is I know how important it is for so many people to make sure that our roads are safe uh, and that's safe for drivers, safe for pedestrians and safe for cyclists. Do you think as well that it's quite important to talk about it at this time of the year with weather conditions worsening? Yeah, it was interesting, actually. Somebody was saying that to me the other day, that in the summer they found, you know, they, they weren't really thinking about the safety because they, they cycle a lot between Redbourne and Harpenden, and they never really thought about it because in the summer and it just started to get dark. And so as a result, they've become aware of, frankly, some pretty bad driving and dangerous behaviour from, from, from lots of drivers. And so really the core of the campaign is about First of all, trying to make people more aware of how they drive. Look, we've all, I'm not saying I'm a perfect driver at all. You know, at times I'm sure I've driven too fast and indeed I, I do and I try not to and I think about it. But I, at least I'm aware of those problems, a bit more aware of that now. So I think the first thing is, is awareness from people. The second thing is, and this is the sort of political or governmental bit, is to make sure we, we use our road space effectively, particularly for cyclists, just make sure that, we, we have space for them to cycle where they're off, off road cycling paths, such as the Nikki line that exists uh, in the constituency you know, around Harpenden and, and the villages around there, making sure you can cycle from Wheatamstead to Harpenden to Redbourne, et cetera. Making sure that can happen is really important. And then the third thing is for pedestrians, just making sure we don't have excessive speeding and that the roads are designed in such a way so as to not make it um, easy for people to crash um, because there are certain roads, Redbourne Road being a, a very good example, uh, or indeed St Albans Road coming out of St Albans toward the village of Sandridge where there's been um, pretty serious accidents, uh, fatal accidents in the recent, in the last year or so. So that is, that's really the core of the campaign. So you've mentioned there that not everything has been done, but there certainly has been done work behind the scenes. What areas do you think have been improved so far? So quite a lot. The first thing uh, is that I have been working with um, my local councillors and also amazing volunteers. And I think of the volunteer group in the village of Sandridge, uh, after a fatal crash on St Albans Road and, and the difficulties they've had for a long time in, in getting people to take notice and really working with them. It's a team effort 
to try and get things to be improved. What does that look like? It looks like, and indeed the Police and Crime Commissioner as well, David Lloyd, it looks like getting speed vans to roads where we know we have a speeding problem. And he has bought these mobile speed vans that can be put there within 24 hours notice. And as a result, we've actually been able to, to really bear down on, on, on the speeding issues on that road. In addition, with the, working with the county council uh, on Redbourne Road, for example, where there were very serious, there have been lots of very serious accidents over the last couple of years. And what we've done there is working intensely with the count, Hertfordshire County Council, who are in charge of strategic roads, in charge of roads rather, to work on speed, to perhaps alter the road slightly so that we don't get serious accidents. Uh, that is where we haven't, you know, we haven't had as much progress as we'd like. Um, and I think the County Council, you know, they're trying to do their best, but I, I think there's a lot more they can do. Uh, uh, but they are fully appraised of the problem. We're, they're working on, on how to deal with it. We're going through various stages of examination and analysis to make sure we know what needs to be done to make things safer. Uh, and so that's all going forward. And also there has been repainting, raising faded road signs. That That's also something else that's really important for uh, the area as well. But you mentioned a little bit earlier that notable dangerous roads are St. Albans Road, Redbourne Road. Why are these ones in particular so dangerous? It's, it's difficult. It's a combination of speed, camber of the road, lines of sight, how many cyclists are on it whether you're leaving a, a, a city or a big town and expect to, to come into big traffic, a lot of traffic or not. I mean, there are a combination of different reasons. I think uh, in those, it's because in particular St. Albans Road, you are leaving St. Albans and a lot of drivers who aren't familiar with the road think that they're going into countryside. What happens is they hit the village of Sandridge and the beginning of their trip through Sandridge, they're not necessarily uh, aware of the number of houses that are on either side because they're shielded behind trees. Now, the importance of this is, again, awareness. When I come to awareness, it's making drivers aware, wherever they are, of what the hazards might be. Because if they're more aware, I know that when I drive near a school, whatever, you see signs saying kids crossing school or whatever, then you are just a little bit more aware about how you drive. You forget about the speed limit and you're aware of that. Uh, I think we need a bit more of that more generally. So, um, and yet what I would urge people to do is as they are going around, wherever they are, please do let me know if they're hazards and I will take them up with the local authorities. Faded line marking, street signs, damages to the road. Everybody talks about potholes, but then it really matters. Persistent flooding really matters. You know, obstructions on the road, sites where they're repeated near misses. Let me know of those things. I will make sure I'm your voice when we speak to the, the, the local authority, the council, uh, to, get these, to get these things dealt with. So let's focus on, you know, individuals that use the 
the roads then because we're you know we want to talk about cyclists drivers whatever one of the first things that i wanted to ask you though bim was do you think one of the biggest things that could help with safety is actually making sure that your car your bike whatever is up to safety standards you know quite often the rac the aa whoever your organization is that kind of represents road safety they talk about actually having your tires properly inflated and certain things like that can make all the difference in a dangerous situation it can um but you know i don't want to lecture everybody everybody knows that all of those things should be sorted. I think the way I would describe to people is if you can make sure that your car and your vehicle is in as good a condition as possible, if, and you're careful on the road, if something were to happen, you know you've done everything you can. I think that knowing that you've taken all prudent steps is just a really important thing psychologically to get into the car, knowing that you are in good shape. You can't control other people, but you can control what's going on with yourself. So I think that it matters a lot for that, from that point of view. Specifically, though, what is the information that you think drivers need to know that is useful going forward? What they need to know is beyond the things that they they obviously should know around speed limits and things. I'm not going to list them all because people, you know, that's why people take driving tests. But in particular, I think people need to be very, very aware where they are in a residential area. I think that is a huge takeaway. Um, and just because a speed limit at the moment, and look, I'm working on it, might say 40, does not mean that you have to drive at 41 or 42 or 43, because that's what you think you can get away with. You don't need to do that. It's not actually going to get you to where you're going particularly faster. And you are putting potentially people at risk if you do so. So really, it's being aware when you're in a residential area, being aware of where the challenges are in terms of physical damage to the road and uh, doing those things you're talking about, making sure you're roadworthy because, and I know somebody who has been in a fatal accident uh, where they were the, they were the driver. And though, you know, it wasn't their fault insofar as, you know, it wasn't a a dangerous driving or anything. It really lives with them. Uh, Knowing that they're at the, you know, the wheel of a car when something very, bad happens so try and make sure that you know that doesn't that isn't you and and make sure you do everything you can so continuing that we should put our focus on pedestrians and cyclists arguably they might be the ones that are least safe in these conditions so what can they do to actually help themselves pedestrians stay on the pavement and cross where you need to where you should do cyclists you know, it's very difficult with cycling because, you know, they are particularly vulnerable on the road. But when, when, for example, it's poor light or at night, please, please put lights on. I mean, I was driving somewhere last night and there was a cyclist I could barely make out and they had no lights on. Now, I just sort of thought that is that's pretty hopeless. Uh, so I think that lights are particularly important um, and to try and make sure they stay to routes and to roads where, Cycles can, can, can coexist easily with cars. Again, politically, what I'm working on is making sure we expand those number of routes so that cycling can happen more safely across more of this area, uh, because I know how important that is.
I think coexistence is a very good word that you use there because the other night myself, I was going out for a jog and there was a cyclist. I, I just saw him in time, but he too did not have any lights on. If I'd stepped out into the road, I would have been knocked over if it was an elderly person, you know, somebody else that um, uh, may not have had good reactions like myself. That again is, is an instant there of road safety, of, of just... You know, it, it helps protect yourself because drivers can see you, but also protects others that, you know, that, that you're not going to knock them over, that they don't see you. Moving it into the final stretch then, local authorities, this is where you're working with them to, to kind of improve the conditions. But what can people do? Do they email you directly or should they email the local authorities if they spoke, uh, spot local hazards and, and what kind of hazards should they be looking out for? Yeah, look, I, I, I listed I listed the hazards earlier in relation to markings and things like that. Um, I, I won't repeat it now for everybody, but, but they should get in touch with me as they email the local authority. So email the Hertfordshire County Council, say where there's a problem, say where there's a faded road sign, say where there's a knocked over street sign, say where the markings on the road aren't, aren't clear. Say where they're potholes. Copy my office in at my bim.afalami.mp at parliament.uk address. And that's the same address you know, you'll find online. Because when I know people are complaining about things, I can then take it up with the local authority. When I go around, knock on someone's door and they say, you haven't done anything about this. And I say, well, did you tell me? And more often than not, they say, no, I haven't told you. And I say, well, well, how did I, how will I know? You know, so, so you've got to, you know, I know I'm a member of parliament, but I don't have an encyclopedic picture of every single road in the constituency, right? So it's really, really important that I know and the local authority knows what, where the dangers are and what they are. Uh, and so by doing that, then we can actually act more quickly to deal with these problems. And I guess in a year or so time, will you revisit this kind of issue? Will you kind of monitor or is this kind of a, a constant thing that you will be working all the time towards helping improve road safety in the area? The truth is it's constant. It's constant because you're never, you're never completely done. You're never finished. So it's constant work, but I think we can do a lot better than we, than we have been, and, and that's what I'm working on. Well, thank you for your time today, Bim. It has been useful to chat to you um, and getting safety information out there on an issue that will really affect people this winter. I hope the information has been useful. And like you said there, Bim, if people do have more questions on this, do contact yourself at your office and you will do your utmost to protect them. But in terms of that, Bim, thank you for your time. No problem. Thank you.